Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Welcome, Nathan. Nathan Hill. Thanks for having me. Yes, welcome. Thank you, Chantel. You, Thank you, Dicey. You are our first Australian guest. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I start acting a little funny, you know, somewhere towards when you start going into a long talk about something, it'll be because I'm entranced by your accent. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> she has a history with accents. Way, I'm sorry, both of you, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, you know what? You have such a long bio. Actor, producer, <laughs> director, writer. I mean, you do it all. So can you tell us a little bit about your titles? Because if I start, re- I'm just going to be reading them all. So just tell, highlight the ones that are most special to you. Sure, sure. I mean, I think my first connection to you was probably through talking about Queen of the Damned, yeah? That's yes. what sort of both popped up on each other's radar so that's obviously a pinnacle point mainly because that's also where I started that's my roots hey so, you know today is Aaliyah's birthday it would are be you serious yeah today would oh, would wow. be her birthday yeah oh my god that is that is serendipity yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it that's incredible um yeah. so yeah that that you know that that's kind of my roots so I guess you know I've got an affinity to that um and then probably uh First feature film, Fox Force, which is also known as Tom Boys, which I think you guys would appreciate. It's mm-hmm. sex and violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, what else? Probably model behavior where I got to act and actually, uh, you know, show my acting chops. That also won the California Film Awards. Mm-hmm. So that's another high uh-huh. point. Since then, probably Revenge of the Guaylo, which is my kind of Asian um, homage to Hong Kong action films. That's done mm-hmm. really well. That won the Indie Gathering. Um, in America. Uh, and then the latest one would be Colorblind, which has got Jane Badler in it, who's a friend of mine. And she was in V, the series, Visitors. Do you know that TV oh. show about aliens? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's one yeah. of the leads in that. So she's, <laughs> she's from New York. Um, so they're probably, you know, if you wanted to sh- really kind of shave it down to four or five, they're, they're, they're the talking points. Mm-hmm. And we watched oh, two of your documentaries. Thank um, you so much. So, yeah, we we watch down. Let me see. I have them written sex down. down under, <laughs> Vampires, Vampires down under and sex down under, which is just yeah. absolutely perfect for us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Sex yeah. down under is interesting because it was shot a while back. It's actually shot many, many years ago, but I, a company approached me to do aliens down under. And I got thinking about the brand name and because that episode was actually called sex down under I said, mm-hmm. well, hey, do you want to pick this up as well? Make it part of a, I guess, of a box set, if you will. Um, oh. So he, so we re-released SDU, but Vampires Down Under is is brand new. So there's four in the series now. There's Sex, Aliens, Bigfoot, and Vampires. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a fifth. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah. uh, nice. Vampires is the, is the new one. But Sex was good. It was a, it was an interesting doco, and it, it kind of broadened my horizons to the sexual culture and the underbelly of Melbourne. And what's really going on behind the scenes? Because as you guys know, there's so many different layers to to the onion. You know, when you start, when you, I guess when you go down that rabbit hole, 
there's so many different genres to, to sex. There's like when you look at horror, there's so many sub genres to horror. Right. You know, so it's the same sort of thing. Right, right. What do you think was your most shocking discovery when you were doing that one? Look, it was interesting because just before that, I'd acted in a mockumentary called How to Be a Sex Star. <laughs> so, so my, I guess my, um, you know, my, my, as an actor, I guess my interpretation was, was somewhat light and sort of lighthearted and it was fun, but to then kind of, you know, separate the men from the boys and actually look at it properly and, and maturely um, and not from a fictional point of view, but from a technical, from a, from a realistic point of view, that was a real eye opener, you know, and I thought I knew a lot about sex until I actually went down that rabbit's hole. Um, and, you know, talking to sex workers and, um, you know, the, I think the thing that disturbed me the most to answer your question would have to be like the BDSM dungeon. Yeah, you looked really uncomfortable. You looked uncomfortable. There was like, you know, the, the woman said to me, you know, there was there was a cage on the floor, like an iron grilled cage. Yeah. I said, what is that for? And she's like, oh, sometimes, you know, the guy will crawl in there and then I'll, I'll sit on top of it. And I said, what do you sit on top? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'll feed him my feces. Oh, <laughs> wow. Know, so I'm just like, what? People pay you for this? You know? <laughs> That's wow. part of the humiliation part oh, of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the masochism. I, yeah. you, you love this though, Dicey, because I said to her, "Who are the clients?" Because I'm uh, thinking, I heard sort of people, right? Police officers, fire. Yeah, and she's yeah. Like, Nate, I got the cops. I got the ambulance yeah. guys. I've got the lawyers, the doctors, and I'm just thinking, yeah. oh my god, because they got to be so powerful all the time, and yeah. this is their yes. time of relinquishing that power and control. Yeah, that exactly. was really interesting. Exactly. So I really real enjoyed life. Sex Down Under. I did. I really enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, if you're going to do a series on that, because it seemed like you're doing that from uh, from Melbourne, and then, it, you know, if you went and around to different... Yeah. yeah, that's what you're going to do. We, we, we pitched it to one of our contacts at one of the networks. We uh -huh. said, look, we really want Melbourne to be number one, but we want to go around the world. Mm. Uh, and because uh, original, originally it was sex around the world, not just sex down under. Right. Uh, but there was a guy in Europe that had just beat us to the punch. But this was many years ago. So uh, was it, it real sex? The HBO one? It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that because yeah. because my guy was like, oh, this other guy's just done it, and it's going to be huge. So maybe take the back seat on it for a while. And uh -huh. I was like, oh, that's okay. I, want, I had other stuff going on anyway. But it's always something you can revisit. Let's be honest. Right. It never gets old. Right, you know? right. Just like yeah. the madam said, sex still sells. It will always right. be around. It's the oldest industry. It is yeah. still something that people, it is still a service, you know, mm -hmm. industry. So and the one thing, the one thing I wanted to say to you guys, it's kind of me, I guess, taking advantage of the situation is that. Mm -hmm. Where I'm from, you know, a lot of the guys, a lot of the actors, you know, your lead actors and stuff, they kind of are a little bit more, not, not cliche, but they're a bit like your Baywatch guys, you know, the, your beach guys, your tall, dark and handsome. Here it's the footballers, you know, like they've got to be buff. They've got a certain image. I've never really quite fit into that mold. My thing's always been romanticism. And mm -hmm. dating, and I love, and I love women, and I love relationships, and I love sexual culture. So my kind of stigma has always been, you know, the, the you know the dating guy or the sex guy, you know. Um, yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of been my staple because, to be honest, here no one else has really done that. So mm -hmm. to me, it was like, okay, that's working. And my distributors would say, "Oh, give us another one of those 
erotic thrillers or whatnot, I was like, wow, I've actually found a niche here because I, I actually mm. don't do that other stuff. You know, I'm really a yeah. character actor. So I'm, in, I'm realistic and in touch with that. Yeah, what I liked about it, Chantel, jump in anytime. Um, I don't want to get talk too no, much, I, but you know how I'm, I'm on a roll here. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> with the um, what I really liked about this documentary is is the different aspects of it that you covered. So you had um, you had the sex clubs, you had the swingers, you had uh, the the toy the novelties, you know, the 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 play toys stores, and then on the on the other end, you had the madams where they have legal prostitution. Yes. And you brought in a psychologist to talk to her about the psychological effects of, you know, doing sex work and stuff like that. And so you had a variety of different ideologies and, and perspectives. So even when you had, when there was the author and one person was saying yeah. how it was harmful and, and there, that it contributed to sex trafficking, you had someone else right after that who was, um, yeah. So it was prospect. Wait a minute. Let me let me get the right play. Pro, uh, prospect respect said that it was harmful, and then um, the the other lady right after that came, and she was doing it was uh, some kind of festival or something that y'all had going on. Yeah, that, that, she that, said that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. She came back and said the exact opposite. She believed that decriminalizing uh, prostitution actually helped to keep sex trafficking down. So I, yeah. I love the opposing views and you can get both yeah. diff, both perspectives. That sounds like the similar thing with cannabis. You know, it's always been, you know, legalized marijuana right. because they're feeding it to, you know, cancer patients anyway. Right. Um, and it would, it would just make the world go round. So I think you're right. It's in that kind of that same realm of, you know, if we're all doing it, just make it legal. And then there won't be, you know, won't be as much crime related to that. You know, right. so I get you. Yeah. So that but was, was there anything? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, was there anything that specifically drew you to go for those topics? Were mm -hmm. you because I'm sure you've seen like Real Sex and all those other shows. Were yeah. you trying to just do a different take of? You I know what I mean. What, I think what it was two things. One, it was trying to get that kind of broad overview. Like as you as you said, you know, we even went into um, uh, a gay brothel. You know, which for a heterosexual yes, that is not mm -hmm. really something I would have would have considered. You know, so right. it was sure. like it did open my eyes. I was like, wow, okay, that's what they do. Okay, cool. You know, it just, I think it was just trying to expand that repertoire uh, of knowledge um, and and not be so naive. You know, I'm one of those guys. You know, if, if I'm nervous about it, it means I'll probably try it. You know, like, <laughs> the minute, <laughs> you know, like the, the minute the minute I stop getting nervous is the, when I'm scared. It's the, my life's coming to an end. You know, like so. Right. Uh, you know, I'm big on that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think an overview, and also um, again, just probably no one here was doing it. You know, we, you know, me and my guys, we've always like to push the envelope and uh, you know break the uh, uh, break what's taboo. Uh, and really, uh, you know, go out there and, and get it, you know, because as we said, we, you know, we only live once. Right. What are you, you going to do? You know? Right. And but what you just said about the the um, the gay bi club, he specifically yeah. said it wasn't a it was not a brothel that they paid a, a a fee, a membership fee, and then they came in like a club. But it was these are the type of places that I usually watch all the sex oriented and themed stuff on uh, mm -hmm. like Netflix or any other streamers 
because yeah. that's the closest that I would get to actually being on the exactly. inside of one of those of those places. So it was exactly. great to see that. Also, as your cameras went through, I was able to take a look around, and it was it was. I mean, there was so much information. Like this was educational to me. <laughs> Not that I'm going to, I, I can apply it, except for in a story that I write. But it was just yeah. you know being being able to see the visuals instead of just imagining it. Um, there was a lot you know, of Darcy. You know, having read about read your bio and delved into a bit of your history, it really flatters me that 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 taught you something. I would have oh, yeah. expected that. I'm, I'm kind of like she knows it all. I'm just, <laughs> no. chilling. I'm just a little goldfish in a tank, you know. Oh, like, please. That, that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> um, man, I mean, I wrote down stats and figures because I was yeah. so like with um, like Daily Planet. Now that is a rock. Yeah. And it's it yeah. you you mentioned that That's a famous one. Yeah, it was so huge that it's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And and actually, what happened was is I became friends with the madam there, who uh -huh. and it's an interesting story. Gail, who you would have seen in the doco, she she had a she had like a finance background, and somehow she ended up in this job at Daily Planet, and she ended up becoming the madam. And she wasn't expecting that. That wasn't her like life goal. But she was such a lovely woman and. Uh, mm -hmm. About a year after, uh, I had a scene in one of my films where I wanted to shoot in a brothel, and she gave me free range. So it was oh, amazing. Nice. So I was able to go back and actually shoot one of my films in there, which was amazing. Yeah. But that's really the main go-to place if you're in Melbourne and you need a brothel for a feature film. That's where you'll go. Oh, nice. You know, yes. that makes sense, though, because she's a businesswoman. So that's how Correct. she's able to run that business like that. Oh, that makes sense. Absolutely. Because... And this one was so, so smart. I mean, her yeah. mathematics, you can imagine, she was a genius. She was, you know, multi-masters, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, that was also interesting having that conversation because I went in, obviously, you know, you're expecting someone completely different. You're expecting, right, right. you know, the madam with the straw in her mouth and, <laughs> hey, darling, you know, and, you know, you, you just blew my mind, you know, like yeah. a really smart businesswoman, exactly what you said. Yeah. Some of the things that, that they talked about was the condom rule, you know, because they, they yeah. promote safe and healthy sexuality. And yeah. um, they're... Um, it was it was interesting. This is this. I won't go through all of it because people. I want people to actually watch your, cool. your documentary. But there was the one part with the um, the most that she had seen that a girl had worked um, per night oh. was twelve hours. That's twelve clients. Shocking. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. In fact, I, I'll tell you guys a story that you're gonna love. It's pretty horrible, but it's it's a fact. Awesome. Here, give it to us. Okay, I'll give you one. So here, here in this city, there was a, there was an infamous uh, Vietnamese brothel that uh, had illegal uh, prostitutes working in it. And as the story goes, when they got busted and the cops came in, rather than actually deport or go through the legal system, these dirty cops, or let's call them bad lieutenants, they actually said, we'll take uh, what's owing out of out of prostitution, out of your hours. So that there was a particular, I, I kid you not, so there was a particular yeah. police Oh, I, I believe you. And <laughs> they said, all our guys are going to come in and we're going to, with the girls, and that'll be payback. And I heard, I've heard horror stories where yeah. you know, one girl was like literally lying down, you know, for 40 hours of the week, just, just, and they're just giving it to her. And it, it's just, wow. it does, it does make you sick. It really does. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel really sick well, about it. I don't That's know how much you know about part. Houston. We have, we have a lot of brothels here. We have a lot. 
Um, yeah. I know of, uh, I know I do hair for a living. And one of my clients knew a guy, or actually the wife of a guy, who was addicted to going to these illegal brothels. Um, so much so he owed them like stacks of money. He <laughs> basically like gambled, but it was for prostitution. He would go three or four times a day. Oh, and, God. And a he, day? They, a day. He, owed, he even gave him the title to his car. I mean, all kinds of stuff. He was actually a dis- he was an attorney, I believe. I see, and he was arrested, and it was a Famous big thing Jesse. on TV. <laughs> yeah, he he was arrested, so it was a big thing here. Well, it's funny you said that because the other mind blowing thing here happened when COVID nineteen first hit. There was um, a brothel, sort of a little bit outside of the city, more what you guys would probably call country area. And they mm. were slammed, like, and the, it hit the media, and they were they were they were so angry because you know car, there, there were so many cars lined up to go into this brothel during COVID. <laughs> Let's be honest, though, some of these some of these um, dolls are getting pretty scary, and some of the robots you got, like, I think of that movie is a Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling. You know, yes, I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Like, even when even when I went into that sexy land, they're like. The, the body parts, you know, like they even had like a fake bottom, you know, and I was just yeah. like, what? Wow. And the, this, the way these things are made now, like with, with silicon and all this sort of stuff and like proper makeup prosthetics and, and I'm, oh man, it's, it's mind blowing yeah. what these guys yeah. buy. It's crazy. Oh, you know what? You did pick up um, some interesting, when you were in the sex shop, you picked up some interesting toys and you were like, do women actually use this? Yeah. yeah and exactly. I was thinking, man, that thing is huge. Yeah, it was one that was like, you know, it was freaking, it was like as big as my torso. I'm like, who's going to use that? I have a rabbit, though. The I love the rabbit. The rabbit's yeah, nice. Everybody's got those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to. If you're a female and you don't own a rabbit, you don't even know what you're missing. What's going? You're not leaving. <laughs> no. <laughs> love it. Did you buy anything from that store while you were there? If you did, tell us what you got. Oh, I'm trying to think. Did I? No. No, but I, I think um, from memory, the girl I was seeing at the time, she was actually into the rabbit. She had a, she had an assortment nice. of toys. I probably got in trouble for not getting stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, you I mean to tell me you went all the way there and you didn't bring anything <laughs> yeah. back? One yeah, of those exactly. huge... You, you didn't bring me back like the <laughs> ten foot giant, you know. Right. I saw one once that was a like literally a fist. It was called the Fist of Fury. Oh, oh my god. god! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, that's oh my crazy. god, who wants yeah. that shit? Chantelle, are you mad that, that I just dived right into the sex part and we skipped over the vampires? You want to go circle back around to the <laughs> back to the vampires? I, either way, I, I found this very interesting, so I like so cool. I just yeah. actually got a I got a message from a guy yesterday telling me that he's just seen it pop up on a torrent site. So oh, they've just, really? They've, they've just hacked me. Yeah, literally yesterday. Now, how yeah. do you feel about that? Are, is does that make you proud, or are you kind of hey, I'm missing out on some dollars there? Yeah, when I started out, I was really pissed off because my first film got torrented and I was like, no, you know, because I probably was thinking about the money. But yeah. now it's kind of like because everything's kind of free for all, as you know, it's kind of like, oh, cool. I got, I got, I got a ton of torrents. I made it. it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And a mate of mine in LA is like, oh, man, I wish I could have got my film on a torrent site. You bastard. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's almost like popular. 
Yeah. Right. So, right. Okay. It's like when okay. it's like when the rumors start that you're gay, you're like, oh yeah, I'm making it now. <laughs> oh, Nathan's frozen. Okay. Well, my thing is doing something funny. Nathan was frozen there for a second. Um, and w- with the um, at the ba- the gay bi club. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry. What was the name of that one? I don't remember the name of that. Oh, what was the name of that one? No, it escaped me. I'd have to. I've actually forgotten. Okay. You guys, you have to go back and look. Yeah. I can't okay. Remember. It's yeah. okay. I mean, it it was um it was interesting looking on the inside of that because it, it kind of reminded me of like an old school bathhouse. It's like they, a bathhouse, yeah, because it, yeah. it was very Roman. Yes. You know, that whole thing, you know. And I mean, let's be honest. That's I mean, that's well, that's what they say. That's where homosexuality came from, wasn't it? Really, it was mm, it was Greece, right. and I think that guy, that particular proprietor, you know, he was obsessed with the Greek culture and mm-hmm. being a gay man as well. You know, he kind of had decked it out to resemble um, that whole kind of Greek God um, mm-hmm. environment, you know, so he was really into it. That was his passion. So I, I get it. Did you ever watch Spartacus? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then, you know, Claudius Glover, that scene with the, that, well, I mean, it was more than one scene, but they had this big bath. And it, it just comes to mind, you know, since we're talking about sex yeah. and whore, that part where he was stabbed <laughs> to death and in, in the yeah. all the, the blood and the bath. Oh yes, it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. And did you Wonderful. did you see Rome? I did, Rome, yes. Rome was really good too. Yeah, loved yeah. That. that was excellent. But that bath the baths reminded me of that. Like you said, the Roman baths. Um yeah. the the melody We had a I was Sorry, gonna go say we had a we had a really large bathhouse in Houston for years. I think yeah. it just closed down maybe in the 90s, but it was very much uh, very Greek. It was had this huge mural. It was really popular, but yeah. It's anyway. that whole environment. It's got that, it's kind of got that that label to it, I guess. You know, it's a whole, yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's identification, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Nate, you know, we could talk kind well, of surf. We could talk surface here about your work and all that, and we and I do have plenty of things that I could go into, but I want to dig a little deeper since this is the Sex and Horror podcast, right? So, um, when here we go. I'm just saying, something drew you to this particular thing, and I know it wasn't just the money. You're a filmmaker. You've been doing this since you were what, eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, you're about right. Yeah, and um, and your first was a horror film, but you you're blending sex and horror, and then this was. Yeah focus mainly on sex. Something is drawing you to this. What is it? Well, I want to know about Nate. Not just his work, but who he is behind the camera. Look, I love what an awesome question. Um, I think, you know, I've always been pretty big on the fact that, like, when you, as a child, whatever came into your orbit was kind of also crafting you. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking back, you know, there's a couple of pivotal moments, like when I was teenager young teenager i was really into horror i think because um and i don't know if this relates to you guys as well but i was kind of i did grow up grow up in a very christian environment yes it does relate (laughs) to me (laughs) so you know you're you're playing god but then that just leads you to want to know what the devil is all about right right so i think that got me into horror horror was almost kind of like my um my therapy you know it was Mm -hmm. my my downtime and what I noticed with a lot of the horror films was over time, as they kind of became more gory or more mm-hmm. popular, they they introduced sex and violence. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that kind of led me to movies like I Spit on Your Grave, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it really resonated with me. The scary thing is the character in that has the same name as my mother. 
Mm. So oh. as a kid, I, it, I don't know, it just, it's something happened to me in my brain. I, and and I, as a creative, I guess, you know, reality with fiction, with, with home, with imagination, I don't know, it's just this kind of culmination of things, which led me to, to which actually led me to direct my first, first feature, which is a rape revenge horror film. Mm-hmm. So there'd always be, I'd always been around the girls. I mean, I was a kid. Unfortunately, we moved a lot. I was always the new kid. I got picked on a lot, so I had to learn martial arts to defend myself. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Um, but but what I found was when you were a young kid uh, going to new schools, girls would be friendlier than guys <laughs> normally. Mm-hmm. So I would find myself sitting there going, "Shit, you know, here we go, another new school. What am I going to do? How am I going to prove myself?" And a girl would go, hey, how are you going? You okay? And that was just my experience. And it was the same thing with drama. I didn't really know what subjects I wanted to do until a drama teacher, you know, came and patted me on the shoulder and said, hey, you look you look lonely. You look upset. Do you want to come and try drama class? So mm-hmm. these things were happening to me whether I liked it or not. So what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is it was my, my experience was crafting my taste, desire, passion mm-hmm. anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, I could have been a different kid with a different set of situations and I could have become someone completely different and that's someone else's story. Mm-hmm, but there mm-hmm. is one thing I'll sure. tell you though, and I'm glad you asked the question. Something happened that I think is pivotal and you've, I've just thought of it now as you've asked me the question. Mm-hmm. The first kind of experience that I had with a girl, I would have literally been five or six years old. Mm. And I was, at, I was in school and I was this little kid and I was naive as all hell and I was just a child. And I only knew my boyfriends, you know, playing around. I didn't really, I hadn't befriended a girl yet. And I remember at recess in school, I went outside, you know, how you go to, you go on your break. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing a queue. There was this long line of kids going all the way down, all the way around, right down the back of the, like what was odd was it was a, a, a queue of kids going all the way down to almost like the back shed or something or like the back the fencing around the school mm-hmm. so i got in line just as you do not realizing what the hell it right. was i was just a kid when i finally got to the end of that queue there was a young girl who was actually in my class and she was a beautiful blonde aussie blue eyes beautiful girl probably what you would call you know the cheerleader of the group right mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was basically you guys can't believe this right she was taking five cent pieces, which because back then it was coins, you know, it's not like Airpods. There was coins. She was taking five cent pieces for a kiss. <laughs> oh. So kissing boob, like the movie so, Kissing Boob. Right? This is it. So my first experience with a girl at all was giving her five cents and getting a kiss back. Mm. Now, I don't Prostitution know if that's psychologically, no. but that was my experience. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. You just got me thinking about all these reasons as to why I've turned out the way I have. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, you've that's embraced it. You know, for better or for worse, you've embraced it, and you. This is your art. You know, I. I feel like a lot of. I mean, there's there's a lot of good and bad that's deep inside of us, but that's where the art comes from, right? And so this is how you're able to tell the stories that you're able to tell and present it the way that you are. To be honest, I love that you said that. Thank you. But to be honest, I do listen to a lot of American podcasts. I listen. I look at a lot of YouTube. I look mm-hmm. at a lot of American guys because I think the spirit there is different to here. The spirit I get from you guys is kind of almost like the American dream. It's like 
you embrace who and what you are. Whereas mm. here, it's, it's a little bit frowned on. We've got a thing called the tall poppy syndrome. So if you want to kind of break out as to who you are, they'll say, you can't do that. Or who do you think you are? Right? They almost get mm. defensive because, because they don't have the innate, uh, I would say, confidence to do it themselves. So you're not allowed to either. So it's a, it's, a, it's, yeah. a very, it's a psychological battle. It happens here every day. The industry is known for it. There's fights over it, like all sorts of stuff. Plus the fact that the government here won't finance genre film. They'll only invest in a film if it's got Indigenous content. The mm -hmm. irony is I don't know any Aborigines and I'm born here. So mm. there's all these different struggles and politics and race and this and that. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. But I guess, you know, mm. to strip that all down, what I'm saying is what I'm learning now is you're absolutely right. You have to embrace who you are and have that confidence because if you don't, you're denying who you are. Mm -hmm. And fear is the one factor that prevents these artists from actually evolving. Well, you know what, Nate? I, yeah. I don't think it, it may not be as different as you think because, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, we kind of buck buck the the system in in a, in a way um you know we're heavily censored over here a, a lot you know there's there are places that we can't talk about sex not really you know it's frowned upon um you know it's still things are still taboo here i related to what you were saying in the um in in sex down under when you were talking you were trying to figure out whether it was conservative or liberal in sexuality in the expressions of it. And basically I agreed with the, the same thing that the lady was saying about how you can, it's, it's, it's liberal on the surface, but conservative underneath. So you may have all those brothels on all the corners, which by the way, is not legal here, except for in Utah. Right. right. Uh, so there's a whole lot of other States that it's not legalized. Uh, but yeah. you may have all those brothels on the corners there. But if you go to someone and you ask them if they go to the brothel, they'll say no. So underneath all that, there's a conservatism of saying, you know, I don't really um, I, I don't really partake. You know, it's OK, but it's not something that I partake. You know, like so there's still the shyness. They're still refraining from their true nature. You know, they don't want to be honest about it because there's still some stigma. There's negative stigma. And so we kind of have the same thing is is. Well, I would say I would yeah. have to add, though, Houston is extremely conservative. Houston is very, very yeah. conservative. Um, yeah. I my sister lived in New York for, for over 10 years and being there and listening to people talk there in New York, they were definitely a lot more open minded and talking about yeah. the experiences they had had and the willingness to experience things. Um Play parties are a big thing. Uh, they're, you know, getting the, what do they call the tying people up? I can never remember that art. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. BDSM? So, BDSM. Well, yeah, but it's specifically just tying people yeah, up. And they those kind up. of things. Yeah. All the yeah, rope. those kind of things. Yeah. yeah, those kind of uh, things have uh, replaced the gathering to play board games together. And, you know, so in New York, <laughs> it's very different. But in Houston, I mean, we have a lot of conservatives. When you talk about that, it makes me think about the movie Footloose, you know, the, the, where it was illegal to dance. And the other funny thing is two of my best girlfriends here are New Yorkers. So mm. now I know nice. why. Because mm. they've yeah. got that, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're a lot more wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can I've post got a friend here who actually from New York who dated Richard Gere just before he did Pretty Woman. 
Oh, he's uh, uh, Richard is still hot. <laughs> Silver Fox well, alert. Yeah, buddy. Silver Fox. <laughs> yeah, um we like if I if we, we can post sexy memes and people um people will secretly message me about the meme. You know, like they, they won't post yeah. they they can't say anything publicly about it. They can't laugh or or share or anything, but they want to message and have a conversation about the meme or the subject matter or something. That's how I feel like that's repressive, to be honest. That's repressive yeah. to me. Uh, you yeah. are not being able to be your full self. I and and yeah. I I just I, I choose to buck against that and yeah. and just I respect it, that. This is what I enjoy. But, what I like to talk about and 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 I lose people. I alienate people, and so be it. And, you know, me and Dicey, or Dicey and I, when we go to podcast events, I mean, when they hear that we do sex and horror, they're like, right. oh, and then they start talking to someone else. <laughs> That's crazy. I think it, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of it's geography, because if you take a small city, like obviously my city is going to be a lot smaller to yours, there's less room to move or even talk about it, which is why I... I constantly end up talking to Americans because obviously there's more people, which means that there's more variety. Do you know what I mean? It's really a geography mm-hmm. thing. Like, let's say you talk to someone in, um, I don't know, Fiji or um, or Ireland. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that they're so tiny that the, those cultures and societies, they don't even have these outlets. Some of them don't even know what we're talking about. Right. You know? Absolutely. It, mm-hmm. it depends on geography, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing that I liked about this, and I guess we can move back to the vampires. Let me just get this one, <laughs> one more thing out <laughs> about yeah. the sex down under. Um, w- when you first started the the, yeah. the whole documentary, you're talking yeah. about how this is this is a natural urge for for everybody. You know, this is, this is something that you know we we all wouldn't be here actually. You know, if, we, if there was not sex involved, and that's kind of what we talk about on the podcast a lot. Uh, so it it's about sex, healthy sex talk, and and making and embracing sexuality, and making it where it's not something that you gotta yeah. whisper about. You know, since it's something that's so natural, it should be something that is is not uh, so negative. You know, it, it should be yeah. we we promote sex positivity and owning your own sexuality and your own body. You know, yes. it's, it's not something we should have to run from. Correct. Or think about that. You know, you think about that scene in um, the Cable Guy. You know, when they're playing, um, uh, what's the game? Um, but it's like that awkward family environment where they're all very, um, you know, Christian and uh, well-to-do, and you know, sex is definitely taboo. And Jim <laughs> Carrey kind of plays, you know, this this game which is about sex, and it, it's just one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. But you just reminded me because it's like what you're talking about. It's like it shouldn't be shunned. It shouldn't be a secret right. in a closet. You know, so, that's that's how yeah. I see it anyway. Yeah, yeah, you got to be helpful. And 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 then we see things when it becomes that way. We see things like vampirism come up because that <laughs> is a, a a way to. It, you know, as you know, it's Dracula expressed. is a metamorphosis. I'm not a metamorphosis. I can't even say the right word. <laughs> I know it's mean. yes, you know the word, um, and I'm sure whoever's listening knows too. Anyway, so uh, you know, it's it's about penetration. It's about that intimacy, and so it kind of seems natural that you would go into looking for vampires. <laughs> well, you guys would have to agree with me that Bram Stoker actually must have suffered some major, you know, suppression. 
because oh, yeah. that novel, when it came out, whether it was 1890 or 1900, it was it was almost like a private journal. It was a diary to himself almost, you know, mm. and as they say, very wet, very erotic, very gory, very bloody. And, uh, and it, it was really, um, you know, to me, a, a gentleman's fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. and it was definitely, definitely a guy that was suppressed. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting that that's become one of the most popular, you know, genres in our entire bloody staple, our whole, you know, the world's, yeah. so, let's say, sociologically, it's there's no world round, world, world, uh, world round. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it's definitely, um, uh, uh, it lies in the same, uh, underbelly, um, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's about lust as well. It's about one man's real lust for, um, whom someone he deems, uh, his true love that he's lost, mm-hmm. um, and he has to get her back. But look at all the women he has to bite to try and get back to her. You know, mm. like I find that quite, quite a twist, mm. you know, yes. so it's, uh, it's you know that hunger, that thirst that he's constantly longing for that he that he's that he can never quite get back to. It's almost like the ultimate sexual intercourse that he's ever mm. had, and he's forever for his whole life trying to get back to what it was. Mm. Yes, I think that also goes back to our childhood thing we we're talking about before, because you see this with a lot of people. They have this awesome experience, they have this moment. And then, and then their life is repeating, trying to get back to what that moment mm. was. I mean, mm. and you can see here, I love my, my 80s pinball. This is all kids stuff. Do you know what you I mean? You got it it's, it's, I've got my little arcade game going here. Um, nice. During my COVID, I've got two two and a half thousand arcade games on my little system here oh. during COVID. Oh, um, nice. Just, just for fun. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, keeping me in touch with a childhood and a time and an era mm that I love, that I long to still be at, you mm-hmm. know? So I think time, mm. space, memory, experience, it's all connected. Mm. Yes. Mm. Sorry. Chantel, do you want to jump in before? I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm getting a little philosophical, aren't I? No, no, please. <laughs> no, we, it's we, great. We go from the gutter to, to scholarly. <laughs> we do, we cover it all. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, Dicey. Let's talk about the next one. Um, yeah, vampires down under. Why vampires? Now I know why vampires, but you know why vampires for you? <laughs> yeah, I, I over time as well. You know, I think we mentioned Queen of the Damned before. Queen of the Damned had such a big impact on this city because we discovered that there were more goths here than anywhere else in the world. So Mm. you literally had, you know, buses of people from all over the state coming down, sometimes even for free to be involved in this epic film. Um, And, and uh, you know, that Gothic, Gothic society here, real, it's a real bit, it's a big thing. Um, Mm. And Gothics always means vampires. Um, Mm, So I think, you know, it's, it's a passion of mine, but also I don't know if you know, but you know, my favorite movie ever is the lost boys. Okay. Um, so, so I kind of, you know, I, when my distributor said, you know, what's what's the next one going to be? Because mm-hmm. I've done Aliens, I've done Bigfoot, da 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 da. I I it's got to be something I'm passionate about. So yeah. I'm passionate about. I've always been passionate about vampires. I've played a vampire. I've probably mm-hmm. done more vampire-esque, you know, movies than any other genre of film, uh, and that's what I'm known for here. Yeah. So uh, that was a natural progression. Plus, awesome. a lot of the girls that, that featured in the doco, I know them personally, and I know how much they love vampires. So it was kind of a, yeah. you know, kind of a, a yeah, a no-brainer. They were all beautiful and diverse. Was diversity an important aspect of it for you? 
I'm glad you mentioned that because another thing that I try to implement into my films is uh, multiculturalism. I was mm. very well known for model behavior because that had, like, people were almost shocked. They were like, hang on, you've got this Caucasian Aussie guy doing a <laughs> film and he's got, like, an African lead and he's got a mm -hmm. Maori best mate and he's got, a, uh, you know, an Asian whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, guess what? That's called reality. That's yeah, the that's the world. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, you know, I got, a, I got a good rep for that. And I said, guess what? I'm going to do it again. <laughs> you know, so, and then I went and made my Asian gangster film. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm big on mm -hmm. that. And, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but I came from a public school. And in a public school, you've got all nationalities. You don't just have, mm -hmm. you know, this white bread, you know, you know, chain gang, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's like my bit, the first girlfriend I ever had, like, you know, she would have been, uh, she was an American for Christ's sake, you know, getting back to the roots, you know, that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. um, I've always kind of in the back of my mind thought that uh, the many different relationships I've had with different people from around the world, it's almost like going on a holiday. Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm -hmm, a completely sure. new culture. It's a completely new relationship. You're, you're learning. Um, and, and I find that beautiful. You know, yeah. I, I, what, who, who would I be to just say no and put myself in one little box and say, I can only see that type of person. I can only cast that type of person. That's ridiculous. That's not living, you know, like it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pro multiculturalism, all ages, um, all walks of life, all shapes, all sizes, um, I, I probably actually, you know what, that's probably the one thing the church gave me, actually, thinking mm. back, that's the one thing the church gave me, treating everybody as an equal and identifying in each person what their strength and beauty is, and then if I can, extract that. And Bruce Lee, who's one of my heroes, that's exactly what he did. Mm. All, his, all the masters will tell you, all he did was he extracted from you your best element, mm. you know? and that's what I've learned, that's what I try to do. Nice. I see. Well, that that was deep. <laughs> I, I I just thought you were gonna say yes. <laughs> yes, it was important. See, that's yeah, the thing. People don't realize I've actually studied philosophy as well. So when I get into these face-to-face -face chats, I really there's a button in me that like if it gets pressed, I'll I'll really go there. Good. <laughs> yes. Nice. This is perfect. Anyway. What was it like being on the set for uh, Queen of the Damned? amazing i mean i know you're a fan of Aaliyah. um yeah and uh yeah i mean ridiculous set of circumstances for you know some guy um at the at the arse end of the world melbourne australia having to go <laughs> to someone like Aaliyah's 21st birthday party you just kind mm. of like it it's almost seems a bit surreal yeah. um uh, but I think I was young too, though, so I appreciated it more later. I think when I was there, I was just like everyone else, mm -hmm. like, a, mm -hmm. you know, running around, you know, mesmerized by the whole process, but also trying to work and, you know, get a job done. Uh, but now looking back, I see just, just how special it was. Right, and, right. Uh, and may maybe that, that sort of leads to what I was saying before about wanting to have, having bitten into the apple and wanting to get, taste it again. Yeah, um, yeah. Where vampires comes from, the vampires down under. Um, but yeah, you know, what can you, I, I've only got good things to say, you know, there's nothing, I couldn't say anything bad about her or the experience. It was, it was dynamite. Mm. That's, yeah. a, that's actually one of my most favorite supernatural creatures because I love the way the queen was able to just make people explode. I really <laughs> want that power. <laughs> so, I just, and you know, I what, like really, sexy. And really, 
really empowering for women as well yeah. because I saw here after that, like every every party you went to, all the cosplay events, they all went as a car show. You know, yeah. like yeah. it was a big deal. So that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, very, very sexual. I like the sensuality of the character. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and it was interesting that one of the one of the girls, one of your friends that was cast in the in this documentary, mm -hmm. how her name was Akasha because her her yeah. mom named her based on that character. Yeah. That's pretty fucking amazing. And <laughs> it's funny because only recently I saw some photos of her parents, and I actually had a, a, a bit of a, a memory of seeing them on set. Yeah. I remembered them. Um, and so the fact you, like you said, they had such an impact. They called their daughter yeah. Akasha yeah. was just like phenomenal. So yeah. I think it was a big deal. And certainly the, the first time Warner brothers had been here and, mm. uh, you know, that, that's a, to us, that like, to me, that's like the number one, you know, I think Warner brothers, um, probably Paramount Columbia, that, that'd be my top three, you know, mm -hmm. for distributors mm -hmm. in, in the world. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, I was just, I'm just, I was thinking like what I know right now with the world being frozen in time, yeah. um, are you, are you writing things? Are you starting to get Absolutely. like, what's, what's, what's coming up well, for you? Well, it's really cool because when I was looking at Dicey's books on Amazon and, uh, Thank you. and you're, you're going to love, and, and, and congratulations, by the way, you've got a huge catalog. Thank you. Like I was Thank really impressed. Um, Thank you. I've only written one ebook, but my second is about my experience on Queen of the Damned. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see you have a you have a a, a, a nonfiction book about about directing, right? About your yeah, that was writing. my mainly my it was a director's diary, which was more based okay. on my experiences on the Guaylo film. Uh, hmm. But the next one's kind of like my memoirs to the vampire genre, but I go into depths about my time on set Queen of the Damned. So uh, that'll be the next one. Is that diary awesome. based on, is, is your diary of directing, is that what you based your web series on? You have a web series on YouTube? The NHP Diaries yes. is a web series that was made around about the time that I was working on a film called Cult Girls, which was a, a big film that's actually being released here, I think, next week, which is amazing. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So, which is crazy. Like we said, during COVID, it's very lucky. Um, yes. So there was a lot of energy surrounding that film. So I kind of took advantage. And a, lo a lot of people have been saying to me, you know, we just we just love to see you on set. And, and I said, oh, okay. You know, and I had a camera person follow me around. And I thought I would use the footage for the special features on the cult girls. But there was so much dialogue and so much footage. I was like, I can turn this into a little series. Yeah. And so we did it. But I had a phone call from a guy just the other day saying it was like the best thing he's ever seen. He's like, please, please, please do another one. And I'm like, oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so I didn't expect that. Very expect cool. That. Yeah, that that, cool. that's very nice. So that's something that's really great because you're giving back to future people who want right. to get in your shoes. Right. And that's something that they're going to really want to look at and, and study. Right. I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because, and thank you for that, because that's exactly right. And, yeah. you know, when I was in film school, I would, I would hire a DV. Back then, you know, you go to the video store, you hire a DVD or a video, right? But mm -hmm. I would actually be looking at disc two, which had all the special features because I wanted to make films. Right. So That's awesome. Yeah. What I've tried to do is emulate that, uh, exactly what you said, for, you know, the new guys. Mm -hmm. um, and also That's just great. from a historical point of view, because my attitude is, you know, we're all artists, 
the only and the only difference between someone who's let's say a superstar, uh, what I'm, I mean, I'm talking about fame now. But but what I've realised over um, over the journey and, and and meeting so many different types of artists is that they're all working, but every mm. now and then someone becomes famous. But you never know why, and you never know which project. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you kind of you're kind of always you know I guess um, pushing forward. Uh, right. Like give you an example, my least favourite film I've made has gone further around the world than any of my others. I didn't mm. expect that. Oh right? wow. So, it's very unpredictable. So what I'm trying to say is I, I do it all um, mm-hmm. and also in the hope that, you know, one might take off somewhere and, whoa, that was exciting and that right. leads to the next thing. You know, it's it's really, yeah, it's dot to dot, you know. Right, right. I see a wedding band on your finger. <laughs> do you know what? I was contemplating whether to take this off. Sorry, I pay attention to details. The only reason I left it on is because I know you are. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We both are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. awesome. You both are. Yeah, Yeah. what's that like balancing? Because with with so many different roles, what's it like um, balancing that for you? Or or are you part of the swingers group that you know (laughs) went and interviewed? I'm not part of the swingers. Um, I think. The relationship I'm in now is a very special one because the girlfriends I had uh, as I was sort of, you know, coming up the ranks and acting and because, I, I mean, I'm known for screen kisses and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and I have lost many a girlfriend because I was going to do a particular sort of movie. It's, it's um, hard, I hear. <laughs> in fact, in fact, Dicey, you love this because the, the, the big one was the ex-girlfriend I had who was from Zambab- Zimbabwe. Oh, Zimbabwe, okay. Zimbabwe, 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 um, and, and she, Zimbabwe, and she was really not into it. Like she hated the script, and it, it, it was ultimatum. She said, "It's either me or this film," and that was a big thing because I was like, yeah. you're, "You're you're challenging my arc here. Like this is this is big." Um, yeah. And so we broke up, you know. And, wow. uh, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't That's until tough. I met my wife that. Her her father's actually in the film industry, and he and she's she's grown up the same way I, as as way I have. It's normal mm-hmm. for her. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's not a big it's not a big thing. So um, right. I think that was when I was like, oh, I better put a ring on this one because she gets <laughs> she gets me. It works. Um, yeah. You know, whereas prior to that, all my experience had been, oh no, you can't do that, and I'll break up with you if you do that, and that it was just uh, chaos. Ridiculous. So, you know, finally, finally found uh-huh. someone who I guess is almost like, as you know, a good relationship is almost like a good business partner. Right. You know, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, we have our own lives as well. You know, it's not codependent. You know, we have our own lives, mm-hmm. um, and she supports what I do, and and that that's all I need. You know, is that that support? Because mm-hmm. um, for me, it is my art. It's not trying to meet somebody you know right. it's, sure. it's 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 film it's fiction you know so does she have any boundaries uh you know like <laughs> th- this is okay as long as you know the, uh, there, well, there must you, be some there was a funny story because there, it got down to a situation on one film where there was one girl that i was going to have screen chemistry with and i had i had the headshot and, and I finally decided, and I brought it to my wife, and I said, what do you think of this girl? Is this, are you cool with this? And she said, and she looked at it, and she went, yeah. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, I'm better looking. <laughs> I love her. She sounds great. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's, all, it's almost been fun. It's almost been fun and games. Yeah, very lighthearted, nice. which is cool. I'm very lucky because mm-hmm. you know that that's yeah. rare. That's rare. Yeah, right. Very yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was in a porn industry, right? If I was oh, in a porn industry, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be in a in a relationship. You, you, I, yeah. I, I would. I would find that impossible. I don't. Know you know, there's a lot it. of people that that are in relationships. Um, you know, they. I don't know how they're doing. A lot of times it's other people that are in the industries, unless you're Rocky Safrida. Rocky Safrida's wife, you know, she's been there, man, that is a trooper. (laughs) I mean, you've got some amazing guests on some of your pods. I mean, you guys must have heard it all. Well, well, you know, people still surprise. (laughs) (laughs) They can. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's it's more about each everybody's individual experience. So I'm I'm open to everybody's experience because even if it might be the same thing, like if we have a dominatrix, we have more than one domina- dominatrix. They still have different stories to tell. You know, True. they're different. different they still have yeah. different experiences, even in the same type of industry, the same world. So yes. I'm yes. I'm here so. for. For for your experience or the next person's, you know, it's all sure. something to learn, something mm-hmm. different. Yeah, look, I really felt like I won the lottery because I was kind of getting into early thirties and thinking to myself, I'm never going to marry, I'm never going to meet, you know, the one. It doesn't exist. I was mm-hmm. quite bitter. Um, a lot of my uh, friends had kind of gone down the the generic path, you know, uni, married, kids, da 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 da. I was breaking rules. I was making films. I was doing crazy stuff. You were living. So, you know I mean? Yeah. So I thought that wasn't for me. But then, you know, my wife came along, and I was like, wow. And it really, it almost was a miracle. But I, but I think you do know when you know. And I, mm. and, and I, and I, I always used to think, oh, that's just that's crap. That that's that's a fairy tale. But then it happened, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's real!" <laughs> so she would she wouldn't be cool with you doing porn then. That's what you're saying. I think that might be going too far. I think that I think the jealousy would probably kick in. That might be going too far. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I think, so I think you. I think one thing I learned from sexy. Nathan. Yeah, I think one thing we learned from Nathan is you really have to want that lifestyle. You know, it's a yeah. it's about just loving to love, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's I mean, how I, you want to live your life. Yeah, I had a girl who was a makeup artist on one of my films, and she was very she was like us. She was racy. She was she'd talk about anything, and and I loved her. But a lot of the other guys were a bit more conservative. They didn't get along with her, and I thought mm, that's interesting. And then mm. and then after the film wrapped, she rang me like six months later. And she was like, oh, my God, Nate, oh, my God. And I said, geez, what? what's happening? You sound so happy. You know, what's happened? I said, did you get another project? And she goes, I did. I'm on a porn set. <laughs> and, and, and I've found my kin. And I've never been happier. Right? So, okay. you know what I mean? Like, I, it's like what we're saying. Certain personality types. Yeah. Like, for example, yes. I've had a couple of girlfriends in the past that have been strippers. And I've got to say, they've got a language. There's a certain mm. language. And when I met the next girl, she had the same language. And I went, that's interesting. You know, so mm. it's that whole thing about mm. the lion and, and, you know, around his cubs and his kin and, you know, the birds of the same feather, you know, flock together. Right. Um, so I think it's like that. And and I don't I think, think I think ever... porn. I was going to say, I think porn's like the mafia. I mean, once you're in it, you're in it. <laughs> That's, it does feel like that. It does feel like yeah. that, actually. Very exclusive. I've, I've heard them say that it's like a death sentence once you're in, you know. 
you well, know, isn't the mafia is the same yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> you end I up guess. with a bullet in your head. <laughs> it's funny you saying death sentence though, because I think it's like that a lot in the entertainment in- industry. Because once, well, like once they, do you know? What? Yeah, but once their face is upright, it's, right, and you're known, it's very hard to then go and get a daytime job somewhere in Walmart. Right, you know right. I mean? Exactly. That's exactly what I said. I meant life sentence. Let me say it. Let me clarify. Life I meant sentence. life sentence, not death. Sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She was just ebbs. I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was just talking about the herpes thing. Uh, <laughs> I always have to bring that up. That's what Nathan told us. If you're gonna be important, you're gonna get herpes. We were like, Oh, thanks that for letting us good. know. That won't kill Was him, that though. Nathan Bronson that you were talking yeah. to? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. one of that our, our most one. listened to episodes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seemed like a pretty cool racy guy, though. He sounded pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and that reminds me. So you're our first Australian. You are our first documentarian. You are our <laughs> second Nathan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> so what's your... Who's awesome. your Who's your target audience? Yeah. Target audience, it really changes because, you know, I could make a movie that's for, you know, 18 to 25-year-olds, and then next year I'm making something that's for 40-plus. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the mm-hmm. genre. I'd love to be able to say 18 up. You know, I think, you know, as soon as you – like, here it's 18. I think there it's 21, isn't it, for, for mm-hmm. legalities? No, 18. Um, no, it's 18. Is it 18? Yeah. yeah. Well, depending mm-hmm. on what – mostly 18. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to say 18 plus because yeah. I mean I've always enjoyed all sorts of films and 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 I hope other people do as well you know um, but definitely uh, definitely legal up like some of my stuff I'd hate if kids were seeing it right um, particular, you know what I'm saying like one of my movies is um, you know like rape revenge it's five mm-hmm. girls on one guy and mm-hmm. I would not want a kid to see that that's mm-hmm. too sure. much yeah there's no well, way that's the one I need to watch next. That's the link that I'm going to send you after the interview. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's what I'll watch before bed tonight then. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you should say that because one of my girlfriends, I was talking to her the other night and she was watching Sex Down Under just before bed. And I said, mm-hmm. are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> it's, it's like, she's messaging me and she's like, oh, I think I've made the wrong decision. I'm not sure yet. And I said, just go there. Just do it. Maybe you have a wet dream. (laughs) Get your rabbit out. (laughs) What kind of movie have you not done that's a goal for you? What what do you want to do? Like, you know, let's say money was no option. You have to raise your own financing? You raise your own financing? Bit of both. Sometimes okay. I have, sometimes there's been some from the distro. Um, it's it's so it's so multifaceted. Sometimes I've gone and got sponsorship. Like I had Red Bull come onto a movie once and like that gave me some funds. Um, nice. It really depends. It's always different. Um, and that's the other thing that's interesting because a lot of people think, oh, you know, the guy makes movies and so he'll just keep making movies. But when you break down each film, you, you almost didn't even know if that film was going to happen. And right. it's always a, a totally different beast right last one it has its own set of problems it has a different cast it has a different locations there's so many dynamics mm-hmm. you're not really repeating history you're like every time you say i'm shooting another film you really are shooting another film you know it's yes. a whole other thing but um sorry what was the question again Don? that was um what film you know should money oh, not be an issue what would you yeah. do what would you want to do 
Look, it's interesting because I've quite I've actually done quite a lot now because I've done yeah. a period piece, so I've done a war thing, I've done action, I've done drama, I've done comedy, I've even done a sci-fi. So I kind of have crossed all the genres. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's more a question of which one do I want to specialize in. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, and for me, I'll be honest with you, I just love, uh, I love erotic thrillers. I mean, my top yeah. films are like Basic Instinct, Disclosure, mm-hmm. Indecent Proposal. You know, yeah. I'm huge on those those 90s thrillers that they're really in my limbic system. Like mm-hmm. I'm big on them. Um, they're a bit harder to do now, though, with the millennials. They quite, they don't understand it. Like I had, um. had a, you know what I'm saying? Like I had a conversation with one girl about the type of films I do and she didn't really understand it. You know, she was almost kind of like, oh, no, why do they kiss on screen and why this and why that? And I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, like what? just so, like, so naive. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's very hard. Uh, maybe it's just the country I'm in, but it's very hard to like you kind of either got drama or you've got porn, there's not much in the middle. Mm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that's where I am. That's why Yes, I'm yes, in and I middle. love that. Like one of my, my, thank you, Doug. One of my favourite actors is Michael Douglas because I yeah. think he can do both, you know. Yeah. So mm. um, that's kind of what I want to do. It's hard to do here, but you know what? Who gives a shit because my distributor is American. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I'm not making it for Australia anyway. I'm making it for America. Oh, nice. Now, yeah. see... I, I agree with you on that, uh, about that middle ground part. You know, I, I watch porn, but I, I yeah. really mostly enjoy, like, the eroticism of, you know, after I've gotten used to the characters and it's a, a buildup of their relationship, or no matter what the relationship is, the character development. So I, I, I would much rather have um, a story with the sex in it, you know, but with uh, movies, they usually kind of gloss over those parts and with the yeah. porn it's just the the action so i like it where it's somewhere in the middle where you have both so did you th- did you see 365 dni for instance 365 days that movie no no well, something like that i mean the the plot sure. is pro- the plot is problematic but yeah. and, and it's based on a book but i mean something like that yeah. where the the sex scenes are still intense and they're still yeah. interesting and they're still sexy it stays with you long after the credits have rolled um <laughs> Uh, beginnings and endings, um, you know, like it, like Sebastian Stan, you know, he's hot, right? So it, I, I would never have a chance with Sebastian Stan, but I sure as hell would love to watch him fuck. So <laughs> rather than see him do porn, there's a, this beginnings and endings, you know, like he has a hot sex scene in that. Like I, I like stuff like that where it's, there's a story, but and so it's rooted in emotions and feelings in some way whether they're yeah. good or bad emotions and feelings, along yeah. with the eroticism, the, the erotic parts. I wish there was more like and that. I think you're right. And, and, and the reason why a lot of those movies, like your Michael Douglas or even in action, they say this about Jason Statham, mm. is that either in looks or personality, it's the general guy. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is with a lot of the general guys is that more people can relate. Mm. Because you can, like, for a guy, for example, to imagine, oh, I'm I'm Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct. It's almost pretty easy to imagine it because you're just mm-hmm. a business suit guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. But but then, as you guys know, you also have that visceral thing, though. You have you need you, you also have the visceral desire. So, and I think I think, but I think that's what's happened in cinema over the years. The fitter the guy is, or fitter the woman is, the more voluptuous or whatever 
the casting has kind of said, oh, we'll cast them because they're, they're prettier to look at. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. It, but that, again, I think is going too extreme. You've got to bring it back a bit. You've got to make it a bit more relative, you know. Mm. So, I mean, you're not going to watch someone butt ugly and think yeah. oh, that's never going to happen. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But, but you want to have, you know what I mean? I hate to say it, but it's true. Yeah. You want to have somewhere like in the middle or a little bit into the kind of attractive realm. One of mm-hmm. the things I've been kind of, you know, tagged for here is actually casting what you would call uh, models, beautiful women, mm, yeah. that, that have been somewhat shunned by the dramatic actors and the theatre actresses that have mm-hmm. said, well, you didn't go to such and such school, so you're never going to make it. And I'm like, hang on a second. This girl's gorgeous. She's got the X Factor. I'm fucking casting her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's that side to it as well. I definitely think there's just so many dynamics to this, and it's like, it's really, I guess, a recipe, trying to make a recipe and then serve it up, whatever yeah. that movie is or that project, you know? Yeah, I end up watching stuff like Nine Songs and Intimacy. Mm-hmm. There are films 50, that... Fifty Shades? Yeah. Yeah, I... That's, I big, that's big here. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and huge in the UK, too. So, yeah, it's huge. So, yeah, I mean, I watch it. But, I mean, like, Nine Songs, there, there is actual penetration and intimacy yeah. those movies have actual pen- penetration but there's character there's story there are other elements to it they just the camera doesn't go black when they start yeah. getting it on <laughs> it, it, it watches you know up close with everything so yeah. I, I, I i'd love to see yeah. more of that um even even in like let's go back even look at like the 80s movies maybe even a tom cruise let's say just as an example mm. you had to have action you had to have mm-hmm. drama you had to probably have some running <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you had to have your sex scene it's yeah part of it, you know it, it's it's the makeup of a of a, of a right. fiction yeah. script with the all the embodiments of of structure to make it work like you're absolutely right you really want to see it all you want a little bit of everything it's yes. like a buffet I do exactly buffet for it to work and go you know what i'm full now i got what i what i came for you know right exactly you said you make um, movies for Americans. You coming to America? Coming to America. I have, That's been, I, have been, <laughs> I have been to America, and I plan to come back to America when COVID's over. I've actually got a lot oh. of things there that I need to catch up with. Um, nice. So, but, I, I mean, my, my day entails talking to Americans on email, for example, every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a day that goes by where I don't talk to someone in the States. Um, okay. And there's not many filmmakers here that can really say that either, that have actually got a taste in a genre that suits another country. And, and so it's kind of odd, you know, because, I mean, people yeah. know who I am here, but I'm not famous as such here. They know who I am. Yeah. But I don't have that, that X factor or that star around me. But in America, I, it's they just lap up all my content. So mm-hmm. at least I've got that. You know what I mean? I would hate if I didn't have that and I'm stuck here and they don't know really what I'm about and life shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to stay in, uh, kudos to you for being independent. Are you going to stay independent or do you, do you want to go the Hollywood route? Do you want to come here so that you could blend in and um, you know, which which Good direction? Question. I really love independent cinema. It's a passion of mine. I find when studios get a hold of things, it's something else. Mm. And I kind of, you know, I'm not the guy who goes into the mall and gets the big gulp and the and the popcorn. 
That's not me. You know, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that sneaks into the cinema. I've already got my own lollies in my bag, and I have a certain taste, right? You know, well, because you go a lot, right? Probably because you're doing the double feature. You're going all the time. We we can't spend that kind of money as often as we go. You know, that's for the people. Those are for the the every once in a while, like it's some big blockbuster. So they're gonna they're gonna turn they're gonna turn up for that. We're going regularly and often, so we got to keep our coins a little closer, right? <laughs> Well, I was lucky because when I grew up in the 80s, one of my uh, one of my uncles was the first guy in the whole state to open the first video store. Nice. So, and he's also my godfather. So he would actually give me what we call the preview tapes. So I would get on video free at home what you would get at the cinema at the same time. So mm. I've always, I've always, movies have always come to me for free. It's just my, it's mm. my stigma. So, mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm That's lucky awesome. in that way, you know, and I mean, I would watch on average, you know, in fact, I did a study. Someone said to me, how many movies you watch in a year? And I said, I'll get back to you. So I kept a diary in this particular oh, year did you? and I did it. It was a nerdy thing to do, but I just did it. And so I just <laughs> tick every time I watched a film and it ended up being about 2.53 movies a day. It was actually about three months solid viewing. It was a quarter or maybe a third of an entire year. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, when Tarantino says, you know, I didn't go to film school, I went to films. Yes. It's the same language. Yes. You know, yes. You, yeah. of, of course you're going to embellish yourself in a realm that you are portraying. You know, right. like the tennis player, how many friggin', how many hours has he done on the court to play professional tennis? Right. Oh exactly. God, every day. You know, right. It's just, to me, right. that's just common sense. Because you love it. You love it. Yeah. You're passionate about it. And you brought up Tarantino, and I, I don't mm. want to hold you. I know um, it's okay. uh, we, we've been on for a while, but uh, oh, you brought up Tarantino. Who were you? Who were right. what? What'd you say? I was just checking the time. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, good. Well, um, who? Tarantino. Who, yeah, you mentioned Tarantino. Who, who, were, your, who were your idols, or who do you yeah. admire, or who yeah. do you, you know? I, I did, I did really like love Tarant Tarantino growing up because I'm also the video store guy. <laughs> so, because mm -hmm. um, I, I worked video stores when I was in film school and stuff like that. Um, and I, you know, I really love his spirit. I love his energy and his uh, charisma. Um, it's a bit sad now what's happened to his label, though. I mean, obviously, he's not making another film with Harvey Weinstein, but it was sad what happened with Weinstein because if that was me, I would feel like my whole catalog's been tainted somewhat. Mm. Like that was a bit bit sad. Mm -hmm. um, but but other filmmakers I really love, you probably laugh at this, but like Roman Polanski, I mean, he's, mm. he's another character that, you know, as we, we know he's, his history, we know he's, mm -hmm. he's a bit of a seedy character, but his films to me are genius. Mm -hmm. Um and, uh, and, and obviously, you know, if we went right back, I'd have to say Kubrick, um, you mm -hmm. know, Ron Howard, Michael Mann, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I, I love the greats. Um, right, right. But I really love Nicholas Winding Refn. I'm big on his film, The Neon Demon and Drive. They're mm -hmm. like my two top films right now. I love another guy called, mm. um, um, I think it's Cosmatos. He did Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow. Those films are phenomenal. So, mm. yeah, I love niche niche indie guys that that kind of do global stuff yeah. right that's cool gotcha. yeah yeah chantel anything you want to discuss before we let nathan go <laughs> i think I, i've just been enjoying everything he's talking about it's great it's great so just to hear him talk right 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and talking hey, to it's us. It's been a pleasure, guys. I love your label. I love what you're doing. And I was excited about okay. today. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for your time. Well, I, I really so enjoyed it. your documentaries. I can't wait yeah. to watch more of your work. Mm-hmm. And um, congrats on uh, Cult Girls coming out next week. Yeah, look forward to see, yeah, look forward to seeing more of your your YouTube posts also. I follow, I subscribe there. Yeah, and, and subscribe to you guys as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're not so, so great um, on the YouTube. <laughs> We're getting I, there. Uh, yeah, Spotify, real slow. Spotify. <laughs> so this is the first time we put on makeup in like three months. <laughs> I love it. My eyeliner had caked up. <laughs> I love it. You both look great. Thank um, you. Because I know, I know you're big on Spotify. I know it's yeah. normal, normally audio. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate thank it. You. Tell everybody where they can find you, your work, um, what, plug whatever yeah. you want to plug. Oh, look, I think the big plug's still got to be Amazon Prime. You know, if mm. you, 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 once you find one film, you click on my name and you'll get the whole list. Just mm-hmm. Amazon Prime's the big one. Here it's really, you know, you've got to be on Prime, Netflix or Stan. They're our three big, you know, kind of platforms. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're not on one of those here, you're kind of not really even in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Prime would be the go-to. Um, but my Facebook, my Facebook page is is, is verified. Um, just Nathan Hill, uh, probably Nathan Hill movie or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to see me on social media and track me that way, but uh, but Prime, all my films are on there, so that's easy. Okay, awesome. And I'll look everything up and put um, the links to everything in the description for this episode when it goes live. So that's awesome, cool. thank you. And I, I think we, I don't think I got too inappropriate this time, Chantel. What do you think? I know we were so nice. Both of us didn't were ask good. him his dick size yeah. or you know what his fantasies <laughs> were. I was yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Wait, it was we try to be. Camp. It was the wedding. I mean, it was, ah, you know, you know right. maybe. Save me. It saved me. <laughs> I love it. We've, right. we've chased some, some people in corners, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> They're have, probably like this. I have survived. And we kept it mostly business, so. All right. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you. Later. Good to see you both. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.